0: hey everyone this is zach roberts with easy one comics and more podcast welcome back to part two of mandalorian season two comments and reviews i have taylor davis with me once again also known as taylor vlog on his social media accounts today we're going to be finishing our conversation about mandalorian season two also we're going to be digging up some of the storylines that have already been placed and planted in the star wars lore such as in star wars the clone wars star wars rebels so let's go ahead and get started. Well, you get to the next episode, Chapter 15, The Believer, I like this one. I, I thought this was cool. One of the reasons why I thought this was cool was because of Bill, is it Bill Burr, that guy that plays him?
1: Yeah, yeah, Bill Burr. I
0: think, I, first I thought I wouldn't like his character when they introduced him in season one. I was like, yeah, whatever. But I know that guy's a Star Wars fan. Like I said, he's one of those extras like, dude, please, if you if you need somebody, I'm in. I'm your guy. <laughs> So, Bill Burr plays this, you know, ex-stormtrooper, and he went to prison, or is basically doing service, and they, yeah. they need him. You know, they need him because they have to locate, well, we just missed a big point. Well, they have to locate the child. Grogu got taken oh, yeah. in that last oh, episode it's... there. Grogu got yeah. taken and was captured by Moff Gideon and, and the troopers. The I think it was the death troopers, wasn't it? <laughs>
1: I think so. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was. So
0: he had to get some extra help, and who else to get than this ex-con dude that was a stormtrooper and knows the empire like in and out.
1: Not only that, but like a lady that used to work for the empire. You know what yeah. I mean?
0: And you have Car Doom, who is basically running things as like like a head deputy over the these you know this colony or whatever. And he's one of the prisoners, and he's doing the service. And they they go get him he's like, oh, shoot, man. Like, I'd probably be better off dead than going with you. (laughs) And so they they infiltrate this Empire base. And you got this great scene where where Mando and him are are going in and dressed up as as troopers. And they get inside and he has to get the location of Moff Gideon's destroyer. Yeah. And things just go different. Things go different there.
1: Supposedly, which I don't know if they ever confirmed it, but supposedly whenever they seen the clones in that vicinity, that it was supposed to be Snoke. Really? Yeah, that's what I heard, is that like it looks a lot like Snoke, so that was probably like a precursor before the new trilogy came out, but I don't think it's confirmed, but it's just a theory.
0: You know, I I don't care for it. I don't like that character because they didn't give him any backstory. And so... That's one of those no, few well, things they could probably make that character and that death meaningful. But as of right now, even from the movies, this guy was nothing but a shadow. He was nothing but a pawn. I mean, we exactly. have no clue about who he is. Of course, there's probably some <laughs> lore out there or whatnot. But I mean, do the satisfaction like what we're doing in the Mandalorian series. Give something to it. Make something happen with it.
1: Exactly, yeah. But
0: with this episode, you see things kind of play out different. They're both trying to stay on task and on key, try to lay low, and we're going to do things and get out. And it doesn't happen. Bill Bird <laughs> plays this character, and he's talking with this this captain, and the more conversation that they're having, the more resentment that he's having towards this guy because
1: – like. The, the intensity between, like, whenever they're sitting down, first of all, Mando has his mask off, which is just, or his helmet, which is just, like, so off-putting to me. I don't it's, know it's,
0: why. It's, it gets away. But, I mean, this is, whenever this man takes his mask off, when Mando takes his mask off, his helmet off, it's a big deal.
1: Yeah, because the last time he did it, he yeah, thought he was dead.
0: They, they stay true to that custom of, of his Mandalorian ways. And so for him to even go in and take his helmet off, to even get to that kiosk and do what he needs to do is a big deal. And then you got this guy over here that's getting in a mouth fight back and forth, and he just shoots the guy. He's such a (laughs) Bond type of character. I love this character. He really portrays that.
1: The scene at the table, you know, how he's just like talking about how these people got slaughtered and killed and like, you know, he just didn't care about it. He was soulless. That was one of the most intense scenes in yeah, the Mandalorian.
0: Oh man, they said, "Well, for the Empire, you know, like this is insane." Yeah, and I love the fact. It's just so that, cold. I mean, he just did what he did, and then Mando's over like, "Are you serious? What the heck?" I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and they fight their way out, and everything goes well. They had some, you know, the rest of the gang outside of the base, and you know, they they do good. And then the, my favorite part at the end of that episode is, okay, they, they get Bill Burr back up there, and he has, he takes a shot. He takes a shot with a sniper, and he blows that entire base up with one precise yep. shot. And this, is, <laughs> this guy is totally bad. I mean, he was the real deal. <laughs> he was such a trooper. And then he does that, you're just like, much respect. You have amazing quality as a stormtrooper. You're ruthless. You're very Han Solo. Stick it to your face, the type of guy. Yeah. And then yeah. at the end of it, they let him go. Kara Dune is like, you know what? You did such a great job. I can't. I I'm not gonna say that you know you survived or whatever. So <laughs> I hope they bring that character back in the future because I really enjoyed him. Uh, but that was just such a cool scene. Really
1: is. And then that leads to the last the episode, last isn't it? Episode, of the series. Yeah, the
0: last episode. Chapter sixteen, the rescue. And we know this is a big episode with, with a name like that, chapter sixteen, the rescue, such a big episode. Uh Mando yeah. and the gang, they find they find where Moth Gideon's ship is. They get on it. It's very Star Wars like. You gotta invade, get on the ship, and then you gotta get what you came for. It's very <laughs> the beginning of uh, new hope. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's well honestly
1: and if you look at like the whole season 2 it's like it's really simple like a new hope you know it's like well we got to get to destination like from a to b and we got to get there quick yeah, exactly. you know what i mean
0: But the main thing is Grogu is there he's captured and they are going to confront Moff Gideon and they they have this whole plan and Moff Gideon is found by Mando Mando goes to the cell where they think that Grogu is at, And there he is. Moff Gideon is holding the Darksaber to Grogu. (laughs) And it's basically daring him to do anything about it. And then we know that they have the entire fleet of Death Troopers that you saw in the episode where uh, Grogu was taken. And there's a whole fleet of them on board.
1: Man, those Death Troopers do. Whenever they came up and, like, pounded in mando's face dude like literally was crushing his helmet yeah that was insane
0: cool i mean those, <laughs> those things are awesome i like that they're you know they're like robotic that goes back to you know you have you have the clone wars and then you had the battle droids in the in the clone wars so they went to more of the droid base yeah. and that's very star wars you know there's droids everywhere and oh my gosh these are not the droids you're looking for you do not want to face these guys
1: Literally have to be, like, the deadliest droids that we've seen, in my opinion. I mean, they're just monsters, yeah, you know? And
0: Mando, I think he, what, he he's halfway fights one of them and survives.
1: He took the staff and shoved it through one's head, and then that was it. Like, there was no way. He almost lost exactly. doing that, too. But, like, an interesting part about those droids is that they were actually took from uh, one of the... Precursor concepts of really? Darth Vader's helmet back then. Yeah, they they took their that image and transformed it into uh, the Death Troopers, which is an awesome, an awesome little fun yeah, fact. That's pretty to know. awesome.
0: I, I didn't know that. I mean, I know we got the the black vibe, and you got that that shimmer and that shine, the reflection that comes off of that Death Trooper. And I know behind the scenes, they really tried to make that work and compare it like how Darth Vader's helmet was back in Episode 4. And I I knew there was something there like that, but I did not know that they had the design kind of based off of a similar design with with Darth Vader. That makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a concept art that, uh, you know, obviously they didn't go through with. You know, this
0: episode (laughs) escalates. escalates with the fighting. You know, you hear another wonderful, great sound. And that is that best car spirit <laughs> fighting and clashing up against yeah. the Darksaber. And that is all. Oh, that is the cool, another cool sound, the coolest sound going on in the series right there. And that's that Darksaber is so neat and it's so cool to watch in action. You're thinking, I don't know about you, but when I was watching this and I had no clue about where the Darksaber came from and what it was, I was thinking, Man, I gotta find out more about this thing. Whenever,
1: you know, episode one happened and he pulled out the Darksaber, that's whenever I looked it up and I was like, oh, whoever owns it, you know, is basically exactly. king of the Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or so queens.
0: we're going to talk about that.
1: And, and yeah. And I mean, Mando wins it in combat and no. he doesn't even care. He does
0: not you know, care because he doesn't really know much about his people or we are still left with the fact that we don't really know a much much about his people the Mandalorians. You know, they've they've done yeah. that in other series, but you know, it's slowly building up in this series. And he doesn't know. And the one who does know, Moff Gideon knows and Bo Katan knows. But once he won the battle yeah. between him and Moff Gideon and he had the dark saber in his hand, oh my gosh, this guy this guy is the <laughs> heir to, to rule Mandalore, and he won it by combat.
1: Well, like, the thing about it is that I don't I don't think that, like, I think later on in the series, if it still continues, which I'd say it does uh, for this reason I'm about to bring up, is that Bo-Katan was devastated at the fact that he ended up getting that exactly. sword instead of her. And that, like, that was left, like, unresolved. Like, we don't know what – could possibly happen after that obviously i'd say she's going to come back and try to beat him in combat and we all know that he's not going to let her beat him but
0: i mean they might fight it out and i thought honestly heck we're going to get this fight right now i mean <laughs> i mean that's, yeah I that's kind too. of seriousness that you left with Bokatan's face i like shoot i mean shoot that's what i've been after the whole time so he has it and she won't take it because it's the custom it's the culture. It has to be won in combat, and he's not going to fight him. I mean, has uh, to be who one. would who would fight Mando anyway? I mean, Boca <laughs> can give him a heck of a fight, but I, I mean, I know uh, Bo-Katan's pretty bad, but I wouldn't fight Mando right now.
1: Then enters just, you know, the the moment that we've literally been waiting for, for like two seasons ever since theories came out about which Jedi could actually be in this series. And then we see the green lightsaber pop out after the X-Wing flies, and we're like, this you is know, real.
0: <laughs> I, a lot of people speculated about this. I talked with my dad, and he's like, when he saw the, the X-Wing, and then he saw, you know, the elevator or the doors open up, and he saw the green lightsaber, and, and then he noticed, oh, wait, the hand, you know, it was the appropriate hand that was black and gloved up. He's like, this they're just really going to make you think it's Luke, but it's not. That's what his thoughts were. Right. And then later on, boom, he takes off the hood. And it's Luke Skywalker. And he's like, no way. There's no way.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, a lot of people didn't want Luke to actually take uh, Grogu. They wanted Cal. I don't know if you know, like Fallen Order. But, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, Fallen Order, technically, I guess, it'd be like 10 years after that. But like uh, they wanted the, char- the character from Fallen Order to be the one to get Grogu, wow. which is like the same actor and the face behind it is the same exact identical who they modeled the character after anyways, so they could easily done it. But no, dude, honestly, my personal opinion, I think it would have been cool to see Leia because in the new trilogy, we see that she does dabble in the Jedi training a little bit. I think it would be interesting to see her or would have been yeah, interesting I mean, to see that's her. One-
0: one route they could have went but i'm actually proud and excited the fact that they did do this with luke skywalker because listen this in my book this is my opinion (laughs) this sort of redeems luke skywalker in a way i mean i didn't like how they did luke in the last three movies and a lot of it if i went back and watched the movies today i think a lot of it would make sense to me and watching Episode 1, 2, and 3 and, you know, looking at certain things, I looked at the certain attributes and behavior that Yoda basically displayed at Episode 3. Once he realized that the Jedi Council fell and that the Sith Lord had been there the entire time and that even though he said, no, Anakin shouldn't be trained and he was trained, he felt like a complete failure. And he went into hiding and yeah. yeah. supposed to be, you know, safe. And so whenever you see that failure with Kylo Ren under the teaching of Luke Skywalker and he kind of does he kind of does
1: the same. But But I I think the big difference is that whenever whenever Luke is met with somebody new to train, he was kind of shunned to it at first as to Yoda was really open to it and excited.
0: I mean, Yoda knew there was things to be watchful and worried about. But the cool thing is there's a connection with Luke and Yoda for sure. Okay? They, they yeah. had that connection. Yeah. And there is a theory that it might be appropriate to call this baby, Baby Yoda. And I could definitely see this. Do you think it's a reincarnation? I could definitely see this. and Because by watching the Clone Wars and the other things that Dave Filoni has written behind the scenes with Ahsoka and Darth Maul behind the scenes of Clone Wars that we've seen in the movies, I could definitely see this. Baby Yoda or Grogu could very well be a clone of Yoda himself.
1: You know what? That's a good possibility because like literally cloning has been all throughout Star Wars, Palpatine, the entire series. Sidious. Yeah. And you know, the you Thorn got Troopers. obviously the Thorn Troopers. So
0: there, and here's the theory that yes, that could be the clone of Yoda. And he basically had that clone like a son, like you did with Jango Fett and Boba Fett. Jango kept one clone and kept it as a son. Okay? So maybe Yoda yeah. had one, and there it is, and that kid was basically trained in the Jedi Temple throughout the uh, 1, 2, and 3. Okay? When 3 goes down south, and the Revenge of the Sith happens, and Anakin is totally destroying the Jedi Council and everything there, that he was hidden away. He was taken away into a different different place and of course they would have to write that and bring that forth but man what, what an idea right they could run with that
1: I think that which I think it's like lightly confirmed but not fully confirmed but they did mention that Grogu in the new Kenobi series you'll actually see him training with the other Jedi's in the prequels yes. it's not 100% confirmed but that's yeah. what's been going around in that aspect which is really entertaining this yeah. is like entertaining if they do that there could I be an be easter egg that very we don't happy. know about
0: if we go back and watch one two and three somewhere I'm like oh yeah there he is right there i don't know if it's there or not i mean i probably am just uh wishful thinking but i would be okay with that and like i said i'm happy with going <laughs> up. i think it's absolutely awesome i mean this is return of the jedi luke okay you know after and this takes place after return yeah, of the Jedi, yeah. and so after that movie i mean yeah yeah there, there he is
1: Something that I don't know if you know this or not, uh, but this is a good possibility that Grogu is already dead by the time uh, the uh, new trilogy happens. I don't know if you know that or not, because just like Anakin did, uh, Kylo killed all of Luke's students, and Grogu ended up being one of Luke's students, as we've seen
0: uh, in this series. That was a brief flash of a moment in that movie, you know, talking about Luke and the training and Kylo and, and that. They need more. They need more. I mean, I'm glad they introduced stuff like that, and it kind of makes sense, but they just didn't have enough. We see this, and it's a great episode. I mean, what a great finish with Luke Skywalker coming in and and taking taking the baby, taking Grogu. That's so cool. And then another (laughs) cool thing is, and I had to go back and uh, jog my memory today. I was like, man, you know, is that true? Did that happen? And uh, it's about Boba Fett. Boba Fett goes back to Tatooine, At Jabba's palace, and you see him Uh and the other character, they come in, and they basically take out Bib Fortuna, who was the new Jabba of the palace there. And Bib Fortuna was always a second-hand man interpreting and helping Jabba the Hutt. And so they they take him out, and he's basically running the show on Tatooine.
1: Yep, that's that's exactly what happened. And, you know, I don't know if you uh, looked at his armor during that scene, but it's all cleaned up, looks brand new. You know, he's, re- he's ready to take the throne again.
0: Yeah, and that's exactly what he Bip does. Fortuna, and that's so cool. Cool fun fact. The guy that plays Bib Fortuna, he played him in episode one. And then many, many years later, he plays him again in the Mandalorian series here. So his, you know, his character kind of comes to an that's end. That's awesome. But, uh, he had a fun time with it, I know. And uh, like I said, Mandalorian uh, season two has just been absolutely awesome. And you're still left thinking about that dark saber. Yeah. And the dark saber is, is so cool. Yeah. Uh, even we want to know more about Mandalore and, and the Mandalorians. And I think we're going to get there, but you really have to dig for it right now. If you want more information, you have to dig for it right now. And that comes in the Clone Wars yeah. and even into the Rebels. And I don't know. I mean, there's so much great things. I'm, I'm so intrigued and fascinated with Darth Maul. And and the Mandalorians, greatest story
1: arcs in Star
0: Wars. (laughs) That you might be able to see Darth Maul for a period of time in the series.
1: I mean, it's possible. But what I think is going to happen is that we're going to see him heavily in the uh, Kenobi series. I think that that's going to be one of the biggest plot points in that series. Because, like, as we know, how their final battle ends was on Tatooine. And Kenobi is watching exactly, over. Yeah. Did
0: you watch that uh, little the Twin Luke Suns episode in yeah. Rebels? Yeah, I'm glad yeah. you mentioned it because yeah. this, I mean that's such an awesome uh, episode. And I watched it just for that fight. I mean, this is you know this is the fight though we're getting a rematch of.
1: Exactly, like literally one of the biggest, like one of the greatest Siths fighting, in my opinion, yeah. the greatest
0: Jedi. Yeah, and that's a, <laughs> finally that's a, a final battle. And you know, this whole time Darth Maul was always obsessed trying to get back at Obi-Wan Kenobi because basically what he did that episode one, the fight was it was more about Darth Maul. I mean, when he lost that fight, he lost everything. He was no yeah. longer uh, an appreciated apprentice. He was yeah. but a failure. He w- had no chance to rise to power as a Sith Lord. He was a disgrace. And so he took basically his honor and he was shamed even as a Sith Lord. Or, or not Sith Lord, but as a Sith. So he's coming after obi-wan kenobi and more importantly during that scene he asked him he asked obi-wan kenobi he said is he the one and obi-wan kenobi says yes and he's saying yes to the fact that i'm pretty sure (laughs) to the fact that yes he is the one and it's luke skywalker
1: yeah for sure and it's it's crazy because like literally whenever the first one came out it was literally just this random old man that just knew luke from the past and he was or luke's father from the past he was a jedi he helped Luke a little bit. I think it was like, yeah, had to be no longer than a week, you know, because throughout the time they knew each other, all they really did was find the ship, or find Han Solo, go to the ship, and then he basically kills himself in a way, or just surrenders to Vader, and then you know goes back to Luke yeah, as a for force sure. uh, force so, ghost.
0: I mean, most of your information, your fun stuff about Obi Wan Kenobi is through one through three. Clone Wars is the biggest thing, and you know, I like that whole story yeah. with Darth Maul going on there. And you, you see every bit of this. And like I said, it's, the information's out there. You can dig for it. Hopefully they, they kind of bring it to a, a live action series. Maybe you could do that a little bit with uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi series coming out. And maybe maybe you'll see a glimpse of them in Mandalorian. But I'll go back to the Darksaber. Darth Maul had a lot of time with that Darksaber. He actually... Over yeah, yes, he had. A Mandalore took the dark himself. It fought around with it for a little bit. Had some good fights in the in the Clone Wars, and then he took it home to his own planet, Dathomir, and he kept it hidden as a treasure. And uh, you see the reappearance of that in the Star Wars Rebels show, and you see saving Wren, and you see Ezra come there to his his place where the the female creatures there are called the night sisters. And they kind of possess and haunt this cave where Darth Maul is from. And Ezra finds the dark saber there. And later on in that episode, he has to use the dark saber and somehow Sabin Wren, the, the Mandalorian character there, she picks it up and she doesn't know what she has. And they tie that into it. And then, you know, fast forward. Now we're getting this story. So it's, it's really cool that they're bringing that in there. There's some other tidbits about it, and I, I think we're going to see more. And I'll tell you what, season two of Mandalorian was absolutely fun. It's great. I suggest everyone digging a little bit more into yes. it. Uh, there's definitely a lot of things that you guys absolutely like about it, comments that you would like to say. We're excited for another season. I trust the way that uh this creative team is going to the (laughs) star wars fan base they themselves are fans they are having so much fun it's going to be great i'm going to say this Yep. this is something my dad said and you know he grew up watching star trek and he remembers watching star wars and everything like this he's he's now said this and like i said he's never really been a great big star wars fan more of a star trek fan so star trek versus star wars He said this the other night. He said, now Star Wars has the potential, for sure, to be way bigger than Star Trek ever thought about. And I think it's because of the TV series, man. So That's true. That's a pretty good statement. I like that. And I think they're definitely giving the fans what they want, what they deserve. And the fan base is going to get bigger. The comic books are going to get bigger. Guys, if you got anything Star Wars related, let us know. I might want to check it out. This, this stuff absolutely the toys are coming back. Kenner toys are coming back with Star Wars Mandalorian series uh, <laughs> one, and they made two editions. I've checked out some of those toys, they're highly collectible. You know, Baby Yoda Grogu has broken the internet, it's been so fun! A lot of great things. <laughs> I want to give a shout out and a thank you to Taylor Davis. Thanks for being on the show. We've had a great time, absolutely. A lot of great content, a lot of great thoughts. You guys can check Taylor Davis out on social media at Taylor Vlog. T-A-Y-L-O-R, V-L-O-G, Taylor Vlog. I want to thank you guys for listening to the show. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. We definitely enjoyed talking about Mandalorian season two. We are excited for more of Mandalorian and more of Star Wars. Exactly. Uh, we're talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi series coming up. Uh, maybe Ahsoka, like she's having her own series. We're excited for that. A lot of great things coming up. Guys, if you've enjoyed Easy One Comics and More podcast and you think we're doing a good job, please let us know. Tell some of your friends. Let them know. But we definitely enjoyed talking about this stuff when we still enjoy talking about this stuff. So a lot of great things are still going to be coming. Uh, We're excited. You guys keep up with us and uh, let us know how we're doing. Go give us a like. Give us a share. Follow us on Facebook, Easy One Comics and More. And always stay tuned for more.